Making the Call, Living with Your Decisions, by Lance Easley, with Brock Taney, read by Tom O'Malley. Introduction, Eight Seconds, Eight Seconds, that's all it took for my life to go over a cliff, Eight Seconds. I never thought it would happen the way it did, not to me. Of course, most people don't expect something earth-shaking or life-altering to happen to them. I know I didn't. Maybe there's nothing unusual about someone's life changing in eight seconds, or even less. You can fall in love with someone in an instant. You can be in a car wreck. You can weigh two job offers and choose one path over the other. So what's the big deal about my eight seconds? How many people have their moment of crisis play out in front of 18 million people? And what if, in the week and month following that momentary event, 50 million people had an opinion about it, mostly not favorable? How would you respond? That's my story and the reason for this book. Because you are going to have an unexpected circumstance in your life. As one of my mentors once said, Life is really one crisis after another. Don't let anyone tell you different. You've either just finished a crisis, you're in one now, or you're about to be in one. That's the truth. What matters most is how you're going to deal with your crisis when it happens. The only way to know is to have prepared ahead of time. You see, life's not about what decisions you have to make. Nobody can predict the answers ahead of time. Success in life, sometimes survival in life, depends on how you'll live with the decisions you make. And that is a choice you can make ahead of time, if you train for it. Part 1. Behind the Call Powerful Words The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Chapter 1. The Call For a period of time afterward, I believe that everyone on the planet had watched Monday Night Football when The Call happened. Instead of just Green Bay and Seattle fans holding opinions about the game-ending play, everybody discussed it, slicing and dicing every second of replay and video footage and me along with it. In case you didn't actually see the game, and so we can review the circumstances right before the train wreck, here's how it went down. It was a National Football League Monday night game on September 24, 2012. I was part of the officiating crew working the Green Bay Packers game versus the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. This was the third regular season game of 2012, following four preseason games that went back to August 13th. Because of a contract dispute between the league and the regular officials, I had been recruited as a part of a group of substitute officials. This particular game had been a lackluster affair pretty much all night, Instead of a showcase for the offensive powerhouses both teams could be, this contest was a defensive struggle. Late in the fourth quarter, the score was Green Bay 12, Seattle 7. 
Aaron Rodgers, the spectacular all-pro Green Bay quarterback, was sacked eight times in the first half of play. It was really an ugly game. As an official, I don't root for either side. In fact, when I review a game in my thoughts, it's always about calls that we made. Did I get it right? Did I deliver my decision with confidence? Did we maintain control of the game to keep the playing field level and the players safe? This late in the game, my judgment was that the officiating crew had delivered an excellent performance, especially since Seattle's CenturyLink Stadium is widely regarded as one of the noisiest venues in the league. It's deafening, to the point of making it not only impossible to hear, but the volume of clamor nearly stifles your breath.